Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. And I think also it comes back from when I used to be a server at the restaurant. You interact with people so much and you get to either meet them because they come in so often and you memorize what they eat, know their kids or their grandkids, and it's just kind of nice. So I then realized I cannot be in a cubicle working. I need to interact with people. Three, two... One. My name is Esprit Devora, host of The Women in Tech Show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create The Women in Tech Show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. Hi, this is Joe Peterson. I'm the Vice President of Cloud and Security with Clarify 360. I've been listening to the Women in Tech podcast for about a year, and I was drawn in by the energy and enthusiasm of the Women in Tech podcast. Esprit does a really great job in sharing stories of women in tech so that young female listeners can put themselves in the shoes of these women speaking. See, I strongly believe that if we don't show young women the way forward in tech by sharing our stories, then they won't know what's possible. The stories are what creates the value and inspiration. Great job, guys. LinkedIn presents... Tech podcast celebrating women in tech around the world. I'm particularly excited about today's podcast episode because I get to interview a friend and someone I look up to, a really big champion in the LA tech space, uh, Karina. Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. And where in LA are you based? So I am in Culver City. I work out of Bioscience LA. And tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So I am the operations coordinator at Bioscience Soleil. So I'm pretty much, they always say I'm the face of Bioscience Soleil because it's the first person they will always see when they walk in. So I'm here mostly for our members and when we do host events, help out in either the logistics of an event or, you know, our members just being here. You know, sometimes you you need that little break away from work and we can just talk about like a random topic just to make you feel more at ease and not necessarily be like, oh, my God, I have to be here working all day. You can come out. We can go talk what we call our water cooler, which would be our coffee machine and our <laughs> break room and go out and, you know, have a nice conversation in the courtyard or pretty much anything that I can make our members feel welcome. I want to ask you, have you always been in the sciences and tech? But before I say that, to give all of you context listening, I'm so excited to interview Karina because I, she, I've told her this before, but it will probably make her blush again. I look up to her so much. She has the most eloquent leadership style. And I think she is a woman that I can learn from by example and improve and evolve myself. I don't know if your eyes are watering. Or a little bit. <laughs> I think I just more, whenever I hear people describe anything about me, just gets me more emotional. But 
in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I didn't want to make you cry. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> but no, I mean, it. it's like, I think it's so important for women to elevate women. And I believe in this concept called silent mentorship because mm-hmm. sometimes we feel like we have to do something or be something, especially as leaders or as driven people or in the when using the term mentorship, there's this thing, do, what do I need to do? How do I need to what, you know, what's on my task list. And I'm like, no, there's just, just, just how you show up in the world Mm -hmm. could be a mentor for someone else. If you're kind to the person at the register, how you communicate to the person next to you, how you handle conflict, all these things are amazing opportunities to role model for someone else. And in this case, I, like I said, you've role modeled for me. I'm like, I could improve there. I could improve there. (laughs) I really like how she did that. And so I've just been so excited to share your story with everyone. And I want to get into the you behind your story, but let's start with the the surface level. Sure. How long have you been in the sciences or in tech or is bioscience your entryway, bioscience LA, your entryway into this world? I mean, yes, I did come from a background of working in a restaurant. Pretty much my first job was as a server, and then I was able to move up and become manager at a restaurant in Alhambra. And I was more than 10 years that I was there. And then from there, I moved and I started working at UCLA. Yeah. I don't know if that was my first introduction to, like, the life sciences because it was more of a community outreach program that I worked out with. And it was working with teenagers and letting them know about different careers in allied health. So it's like a cursor of me going into the life sciences. And then I started working here during the pandemic of December 2021. But in the life sciences and in tech, this I think is more of the first segue of working in this industry for sure. It reminds me a lot of Rachel Espiritu, which I'm sure you know her. Mm -hmm. And she jumps into these different edges of technology and fully immerses herself mm-hmm. into the culture. And and you remind me of her in that way. When you first immersed yourself into life sciences, what now makes you thrive and feel alive? I think for me, when I first started working here, it was just more, one, the pandemic of us just being cooped up at home. And also I was pregnant and I had a three-year-old. Wow. And I always thought I wanted to work from home. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, like having my kids there. And then I did it. And I was like, this is a lot. I don't know how some moms do it. Yeah. I I can't do it. I don't know it. how you do it. <laughs> I need actual person interaction for yeah. me to feel alive, I guess mm-hmm. you could say that. And so I came and I started working here. It was just mainly sometimes just me by myself in the building because of the pandemic and sat here sometimes by myself, but it allowed me to just think and sit in my own space of sometimes people don't like doing that. Yeah. But I weirdly enjoyed it. A break from home, I get to sit here. And then as we started getting busy, you know, we started getting members coming in and working and that felt kind of nice just having like the person interaction. Yeah. And then... We started doing events and it was just more I like interacting with people Mm. and I didn't realize how much I did. And I think also it comes back from when I used to be a server at the restaurant. You interact with people so much and you get to either meet them because they come in so often and you memorize what they eat and like you know their kids or their grandkids and it's just kind of nice. So I 
then realize I cannot be in a cubicle working. I need to interact with people. And that to me is what allows me to feel comfortable and have a good time. Even though it's still my job, I at least enjoy the interaction and getting to meet new people in any kind of industry. And here is just the life sciences. And I've met so many people in the last like almost two years, going to be this December. So Bioscience LA does a lot of events. Everybody should check out your event programming on your website, BioscienceLA.org. What kind of events do you do? Are they free? Are they paid? Like, how do they work? How often are they? What are they about? So yeah, definitely go onto our events webpage and we put pretty much any event in the ecosystem on our events page that comes across to uh, myself or a teammate or my colleagues or Dave. And so there's could be events here at Bioscience LA. There could be some in like Santa Monica or, you know, anywhere in the county, pretty much, even some across the country. We've had small events from 20, 30 people to 100 plus people yeah. for your We Are LA tech brunch, yeah. which that's always fun. It's always fun to work with Dave on like the stuff that we need to get yeah. for, for that day. It's always super fun. So it's just different things in the ecosystem from panels to VCs to hosting networking events. It's just a variety of things. What does the word leadership mean to you? Uh, that's a good question. Because like that's how I see you. I see you as a strong leader. So I'm curious. Yeah. A leader could mean so many different things, right? It could be someone you look up to. It could be someone, you know, it could be my kids that I, they did, I don't know, some funny thing or amazing thing. Or you look at them in awe and you're like, or they come up to you and say, mommy, you look beautiful. And you're like, <gasps> Okay. And I literally put on a dress, you know? Yeah. So it's like, I think it just can mean so many different mm. things to so many different people. I don't think there's like a specific way to just be like, this is what a leader is. Yeah. Like it could just, I think it's just anything. I love that. I love how expansive you are about the word. I never thought about it in that way. It's kind of, I, I feel like the equivalent is what I was talking about earlier is how I see the word mentorship mm -hmm. is how you see the word leadership. It's, yeah. it's not so stringent. It's not this formulaic thing. Right. Do you think becoming a leader specifically in how well you pay attention to detail, mm -hmm. do you think that can be an acquired skill or do you think you're born with it or just kind of innate? I mean, I think some people can definitely learn an attention to detail, but I also think it's something that comes naturally. Yeah. You know, you might talk about what you ate the other day and I could easily remember that. Yeah. So I think it's just something more where people pay attention and how you interact with people. Yeah. Or how you read an email. I know it just varies on what can pop out in your head or you right. can either connected to something else. But some people might say it's not like a learned skill. I think you can easily help people on how to learn what an attention to detail could be to some people. Mm. So I think it's just more helping narrow a path, help them out, especially if they're a younger person coming into the workspace. If you have great leaders, you can easily learn that just by looking at someone and how they work. I felt that your background 
in hospitality in the restaurant industry Mm -hmm. help level you up as a a tech professional Mm -hmm. later in life. And Mm -hmm. I think that leveling up isn't something everybody's in such a hurry to jump to the last step. But this life is about leveling up and utilizing your past experience in all capacities. I used to be a dishwasher at Johnny Rockets. Oh, no way. You know, (laughs) like everything is about leveling up to the next thing. Of course. Yeah. I myself, I think it's very important, and this is coming from a slash mom perspective, for a kid to always work in the hospitality industry as, like, a first job. Yeah. And the reason is because, one, aside from necessarily always having to, because we have the phrase of the customer is always right. Right. Not that you want to bite down and, like, not say what you're supposed to or feel at the moment, but it teaches you grace yeah you know? grace this person is having a bad day yeah and i'm either the first person they're interacting with and i was the one that took yeah. the blunt but then you showing them grace of like okay you're here to either if at a restaurant or yeah. you know at a store whatever it is if you're that person that can change their day or turn yeah. their day they will forever remember that in yeah. a in a small back of their mind and be like, oh, you know, I was at this restaurant and this kid, this kid just started talking to me about, you know, some random thing. Yeah. But it just changed my day. So I think for my kids, (laughs) I will definitely help them and encourage them into working in a hospitality setting as a first job because it will definitely teach you, one, how to interact with people on a daily basis. Yeah. But then also as you get older, you can... Give grace to people. You know, I was just at a panel yesterday with some of the leading women in business, the Mm -hmm. decision makers, these powerful, incredible women. And one of them said she asked Troy Carter, a venture capitalist. He also was the manager for Lady Gaga, Mm -hmm. built her up for advice when she was going through a really hard time. She had, like, lost her job, and she was just really struggling with next steps. And he – the advice he gave her was – Grace. Yeah. And she said she got really upset for a while at that answer until she really processed and understood it. And as you're saying that, it's how I felt so bonded to you because the (laughs) first few times we met, I was extremely stressed out and running thin and just trying to like keep all my marbles together. Mm -hmm. And you had so much grace with me and I noticed that and I felt just so grateful Mm that you didn't judge me when I was just feeling really low and tired and doing the best I could. Yeah. I mean, I think it gives you that ability to kind of reset yourself. Not that you're being mean or, you know, you're dismissing someone, but it's just more like, okay, either I'm just running too thin, I'm doing too much, and I haven't, like, slowed down. Yeah. And it gives you that ability to see, like, okay, let me take a break, let me take a breather, even if it's for five minutes, to be like, I'm doing too much. And I think in this world, we just do too much, right? We're always just running. Especially as women. Yeah. Like you just have so many hats that you wear. And I think when you do slow down and go with the flow, I think you enjoy life a little more. Mm, I agree. (laughs) I think there's a lot of productivity in being slow, Mm -hmm. but it you have to break the habit and the narrative that you need to hustle and grind to be productive. Yeah. Because we are, we live in a space where you work, you make money, you have a good life. Yeah. 
but you forget about life because you're working so much to make that money yeah. that you forget like the joys of, you know, every day of just seeing my kids yeah. doing random things, building Legos, coming yeah. from school or when they see each other after coming home from like school and daycare and they run up to each other. That I should enjoy. Yeah. Work. If it was stressful, I should leave it at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah, need yeah. to bring it home. Totally. You can talk about it with your spouse. You can talk about it with your partner. But then also realize, like, this is my life. This totally. is my my core people yeah. that I need to live for. Who is your hero? Who do you look up to? Who do you learn the most from? Oh, good questions. I think I've learned so much from different people in my life. I think I've learned more grace from my husband um, and how he looks at life. (laughs) And I think one, I think it was his schooling and the school he went to, they have a motto of a man for others or something like that. I think it was the first time that we were, I don't want to say dating because we never said we were dating. We said we were hanging out. (laughs) (laughs) How modern. (laughs) And we encounter a, I don't even know what the correct term is. Someone that was unhoused and asked for money. And, you know, normally sometimes you're walking and you're either clenching your purse. Yeah. I don't don't have any money. It's normally your first response. And my husband was like, oh, okay, um, well, let me, you know, there's a subway. Let me just go get you a sandwich. Yeah. And he bought him like a full meal. We came back and we gave him the sandwich. And the guy was like, just, oh, thank you so much. Normally, you know, always people... Either shush me, walk away, kind of walk by. And then me and my husband started talking. And he's like, we don't know what these people are going through. We don't know Mm. what they've gone through. And a simple, this might be their first meal in a couple of days. And if I'm able to do that, I'm more than happy to buy someone food. And I was like, okay. That was the first time I was like, I saw him in like a, not a different light, but just more like, okay, I see this. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just wants to help everybody. I don't want to say become a better person, but just see their their what their potential, you yeah. know? Because with me, he would be like, well, what do you want to do in life? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have no idea. He was like, well, there has to be something you want to do. And I was like, well, you know, I would want to go back to school. And he was like, well, you should just go do it. He's always been that person that has pushed me. Yeah. A little bit more. Even for this job where I was, I don't know anything in tech or in life sciences. Yeah. Like, you don't have to. You can just kind of learn as you go. You don't necessarily have to know every single nook and cranny totally. of every kind of job that you're working, you know? And I was like, okay. So, like, I took the chance. So, I think it's just allowing yourself to take that chance. Yeah. And that first step. But I think he's my hero. As well as my grandmother and my mother and my village of girlfriends and friends that I've had since, like, elementary school. Yeah. (laughs) I think we support each other even though we're across the country. So that's always nice. What I love about you sharing and the reason why I I really appreciated you sharing about your husband is because I think – or I'm concerned, I should say, I'm concerned in today's culture that union and commitment mm-hmm. isn't as honored as it's been in previous decades. Mm-hmm. And a lot of women, 
as a community feel this need to sacrifice everything in order to be a driven woman and mm-hmm. a woman in order to go after our dreams. Yeah. And I think when we have a strong partner by our side, we could go even further. And that applies to both women and and men. Mm-hmm. And so when you say, hey, it's my husband that yeah. has helped boost me up, elevate me, I look up. I just love that because it's a reminder to all of us driven women out there. We don't have to be alone in order to excel. Yeah. And people will always say, oh, well, you have to find the right person, right? But I think it's not necessarily, yeah, of course, finding the right person, but also making sure that at some point you align in either, I don't want to say your views, but just life. You want to yeah. enjoy life. You want to be here. You you don't want to necessarily be wanting to work all the time. Even yesterday, I texted him. I was like, let's go do something fun. Oh, <laughs> you know? What'd you guys do? We literally went to the Grove. <laughs> <laughs> I love. And you just walked around? We just walked around with the kids. That's you know? so great. And I know this has taken me a bit to learn because he's more of a, the sp- spontaneous person. Yeah. He'll come up and be like, let's go do this. And I'm like, okay. And I was more of the planner. Well, we need to figure this out. He'd be like, let's go on a date. And I'm like, well, who's going to take care of the kids? Who's going to do this? You know, he's like, don't worry about it. It'll just, you know, just go with the flow. Mm. And I'm like, okay. And I think trying to teach my kids that too is just go with the flow. Because my six-year-old will be like, what are we doing? Where are we going? Right. Just enjoy the ride. Right. What if you just go drive down PCH, you know? Just enjoy the ocean view or whatever it is. He has taught me to just slow down. I'm still learning though. Yeah. Because I'm still more of a checklist kind of person 100 <laughs> percent. and i'm learning to like all right he says just slow down okay let's slow down and i'll just take a breather and just go with the flow yeah i'm, I'm listening to this book by rick rubin a, a really well-known uh, music producer mm-hmm. who is known for just like harmony and meditation all mm-hmm. this stuff and one of the things he says is all the answers are in nature mm-hmm. that there where we have a communication to make our lives of ease. Yeah. We just need to tune in. Right. And so sometimes, like I, as you were talking, I was thinking about this person like a couple weeks ago that like canceled on a meeting. So I had a wait list for something. Mm-hmm. And then someone canceled on a meeting like when the meeting was already supposed to start. Yeah. And the first thing I felt was that's so rude. You literally took the spot from someone else and they can't have it now. Yeah. Like, how selfish of you. <laughs> like I was so <laughs> upset. Yeah. And as you're talking, I'm like, but what if I just didn't have a resistance Mm -hmm. about it? What if I was just like, that was the universe serving me, making sure that person didn't end up in my ecosystem or whatever, you know? Like, what if I sought out the harmony rather than the resistance of like, what a jerk, Yeah, you know? Yeah, and I think me and my husband and our family, we always say we probably weren't meant to be there Mm. for whatever reason. Yeah. Like, we run out of the house late. You know, yeah. and on the way there, we like see there an accident. Right. And if we would have left five minutes earlier, right. ten minutes earlier, that could have easily been us. Totally. So we probably weren't meant to be there. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. So, you know, again, go yeah. with the flow of however life Hundred percent. And it's just, you know, I think it's we we just live in a society where we're just on the go all the time and we're trying to control everything yeah and i think it's also because possibly that we feel such a loss of control mm-hmm. and so the more we could control even like the road rage in la the more we could oh control God, yeah. other drivers or whatever <laughs> you know um 
So moving on to adversity and overcoming it, what is a huge challenge you've experienced in your professional journey that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? So I think for me, it's an ongoing one uh, because I didn't finish school. So yeah. like, I don't have a degree. And I think also we're always told, like, you need to go to school. Yeah. You need to go do something. And I think for me, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I was 18. Yeah. I was like, oh, I want to be a teacher or I want to go travel the world. But I didn't know what I wanted my job or what I wanted to work in. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to say I don't see the need into going to school and getting a degree, but I didn't want to be going to school to go to school and right. not knowing what I wanted to do. Yeah, if yeah. that even makes sense. Yeah. On top of the fact of the amount of debt you collect. Oh, when it's you go crazy. To yeah. But it's weird because I want my kid to go to school, right? Like I want him to go yeah. and get a degree in something. But then I also realize if he comes to me or they come to me and be like, yeah. Mom, I don't know what I want to do in life. I don't want to go to school. Then you also have to figure out what, they're good in what right now he's very good builder with Legos so like if he wants to go work for Legos I go for it yeah I and if you don't need a degree then okay more yeah to you or sometimes he'll be like I want to be a plumber and I'm like okay go for it do yeah it. so I think for me not having a degree has always held me back on my really own. oh your on own my, your own, own perception, perception of yourself yeah myself. because I feel like well this job is asking for bachelors or this is yeah. asking for and when I'm I won't go for that job I would right. not have gone for that job but I think we also forget the life experience that we have done before yeah <laughs> so I might not necessarily have the degree but I've been working since I was 16 so I I, I know a little bit you yeah know, I, I can get by so I think for me that has been what has held my I have held myself back yeah. and how I've overcome it has again been my husband and he would be like there's people out there that never went to school and have either are running a business so why do you do that to yourself and I'm yeah. like well because they asked for it like they say that I need it or it's a requirement and it's right. like but do you really need it yeah and I'm like I don't know it says that I need it. So guess you do. He's like, but you should just go for it. What if yeah. you get the job? And this is totally. before I landed here, right? Okay. And yeah, you might either, you might get rejected. Yeah. But it might not necessarily be because you don't have a degree. Right. It just might not be that you're not the, the fit for that job or, right. you know, whatever it is. But I think that has been mine. And I have just been... Again, let it go. I could go back to school and I could finish and get a degree. And I've thought about it and I'm thinking about it. And it's something that it's in the back of my mind. But again, it's also a certificate. It's a diploma that some people say it's just paper. Right. I could not make myself feel better, but like I finished. I did it. Yeah. But just for me and not for anyone else. I mean, that makes sense. It, it makes me think of two things. One, we should all do what we need to do for ourselves mm -hmm. regardless. Also, my mom always says, if you don't ask, you don't receive. Mm -hmm. So you don't, like your husband said, you don't need the degree necessarily to get the opportunity. Right. 
just ask for the opportunity to see what happens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And also, sure, if it's important to you, do the thing. Right. Yeah. For sure. And I think also in this age that we're in, we don't realize how much networking can help you out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's all who you know, right? Yeah. So this job here at Biosensei was because my husband knew someone that knew someone. Yeah. And... Which that someone was Shree. And then he mentioned, well, my wife needs a job. I applied and I came to the, the ribbon cutting ceremony in October yeah. and I got the job in December. I think networking is very important because you could easily meet someone and you could easily have a brand new job doing something very, very different from yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. Might be what you wanted to do. 100%. And they're so lucky to have you. Oh, thank you. I'm not biased. I know talent. And you you are just queen here. You're amazing. You, you make everybody feel so comfortable. You always know where everything is. <laughs> like you're you're very thorough. You're you're I could go on and on. I'm, I you're such a fantastic professional. Thank you. Another quality I really admire in today's culture when things you know, we live in such a I want it now, I don't want to work for it kind mm -hmm. of vibe. Yeah. And I really respect when um, people work in their relationships, when they take their profession, mm -hmm. uh, they look at it with honor, and when they do right by their teammates. Uh, these are the kind of core values that I, I really look up to. Yeah. Yeah. What's the best piece of advice that you've gotten that's helped you in your career? Just be yourself. And I always get the comment of, like, you're always so friendly. Yeah. <laughs> and I think being your unique self, your authentic self, it's what has helped me. Even if I might be having a bad day outside of work, I always try not to bring that in. See, you're an amazing <laughs> professional. I totally bring in my bad days. Uh, like, that is professional 101 that you do extremely well and I fail at. It's not, it's, I don't think it's failing at all. Um, or if I have a bad day at work, is yeah. not to bring it home. Mm, Even yeah. though sometimes you could be a little mm, dismissive or in your own world yeah. as you come into either your workspace or go back home. But I always try not to bring either or yeah. into my space either life or workspace. There's so many people listening that work at corporate jobs right now and feel like, I wish I could be myself. Do you think that, because I'm like you, it's my favorite thing, uh, favorite perk of being an entrepreneur yeah. is that I can authentically be myself. Yeah. Do you think it's safely possible to be yourself in a corporate environment? You worked with UCLA, I, that's corporate. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there is. In, I guess, in certain settings, right? Depending on what kind of jobs and work, what corporations you work for. I think for myself, I was able to be my authentic self. And because we worked with high school students, but knowing that professionalism, like it's still there. Yeah. So knowing certain things to say or how to talk, like yeah. it's still what is the line I'm not supposed to cross. Yeah. But I think for myself, and because of the jobs that I worked at UCLA, I think I was still being myself Yeah. to the extent where I still would smile. Yeah. I would try to be, I don't want to say the nice person, but just try to be myself. Because even though not necessarily was something that I thought I would be doing, I did enjoy 
either the people I met, the students I worked with, just being able to come in, do my job, and go home. I will say, though, I did not like that commute, though. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Commuting is the worst. <laughs> Unless you're listening to a podcast. Exactly. <laughs> from home or from Bioscience LA. <laughs> Who is a person in LA tech that you've come across lately who's really impressed you, a person or a company? There's so many, right? We hold so many events here. The people that I've talked to and the journeys that they've told me about yeah. of how they've gotten to where they're at. Mm. And I think it's just more their story of what got them to start a company or be an entrepreneur or be a founder. I love just listening to people's stories because I always like to ask like, oh, so what do you do? Or how did you get started? And it's either either a personal story that got them started in a business or a company. And I think I just like hearing people talk about their passion a mutual for both you and I, someone that we both really appreciate is Dave. Oh, for sure. Like Dave, D- Dave who is also a We Are LA Tech podcast guest host. <laughs> yeah. He is awesome. Yeah. And he's such a unique, kind, jovial yes. human. I've known him for several years. Yeah. And he's just such a champion of people. He is. He just knows everybody. Yeah. He really does know everybody. <laughs> like anybody I come across would be like, oh, yeah, you know, Dave. I mean, yeah, I know. I know Dave. And they'll be like, oh, well, how did you hear about Bioscience LA? They'll be like, oh, Dave. And I'm like, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah definitely. Dave Whelan. <laughs> he's so great. And it's thanks to Dave Whelan that this podcast studio in Bioscience LA even exists. Message my editor one day, and he was like, "What do I need for a podcast studio or something?" <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was a joke. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. When I first showed up, I did not expect it. I was like, yeah. "Wait, you actually built yeah, yeah, a podcast yeah. studio?" So then, to that note, I get uh, a message: "We need to get all this stuff." And I'm like, "Well, what is this?" It was, I think it was like a Friday afternoon. They're like, "We need you to order these things," and I'm like, "Okay." start buying and I'm like I, none of it made sense yeah it was mics and it was paneling and I messaged her back and I was like so what are we buying what yeah. is this for and he's like oh it'll be a podcast room so it took us a couple of days to plan this all out right to see what the vision was gonna look like yeah and now it's here and I'm like okay this is pretty cool and it's again, pretty we cool do, we do our tours I'll let them know we have a podcast room and I'll show it sometimes and they're like this is so cool. Like, you guys have a podcast room. And I'm like, yeah. I know. I say that. Not There's not a lot of people that could say they have a podcast room. No. Yeah. It's really, really cool. Yeah. What's the best way for people to connect with you? Come visit me at Bioscience Soleil. Get a tour. You email me. You can go to our website. And, and what's your email? Our email. Well, my email is Karina. With a K. With a K. So K-A-R-I-N-A at BioscienceLA.org. And, you know, if you don't know what Bioscience LA and you want to learn a little bit more about it, you can come email me. We could do a little tour. Uh, and you could learn a little bit about the history of when, where, we, where Bioscience LA is. So this used to be the county courthouse in Culver City back in the 50s. I think, if I'm not mistaken, decommissioned in the early 2000s. And then it got repurposed again, and it became a library slash museum, and then abandoned for a couple of years. Wow. And then Bioscience Soleil came, and because Bioscience Soleil is, is a county-funded program amongst other founders, uh, we have six other founders as well. This is still a county building. So the building itself, the bones is pretty much what the county courthouse was, 
But if anybody wants to come and have a tour, you can easily – some people say they could still see how this was a courthouse. But I think what we did to the building and the build, it gives you such a opened, clean feeling where you're like, I would love working here. And that's what we normally get after people leave the space. They're like totally. – this is such a great space to come and work out of. 100%. <laughs> and we have a jail cell here. We do have a jail cell. So because it was a county courthouse, it's like a holding tank kind of small cell, what we call cell therapy. There's a little pun there for, yeah. you know, any life <laughs> science people. So it's a, it's a small holding tank cell that we still have that we didn't do anything to it. So there's still like the bars are there. We just make sure no one will get locked in. So 100%. we actually have little, we cover it up. So no one will get locked in there, but people love taking pictures. I myself, I'm, I love showing this space. I'm not a big fan of standing in the space. Yeah. You could feel it, right? You could totally You could feel. totally feel the crazy <laughs> yeah. energy. I always get, I don't want a uh, heavy heart. Yeah. Like, in my chest and a little bit of anxiety when I'm in there because you feel people. People, people went through. Yeah. It is weird. Okay. So like you said, this building is super fun, super good vibes through and through. Everybody loves the jail cell because yeah. it's interesting. Also, what we're sharing, what do you think about that you could feel energy? Because there's been no one in that jail cell for years now. Mm-hmm. But that that energy is still in there. What does that, how is that even possible? What does that mean about the whole, the secret and energy exchange Mm -hmm. and we're all just energy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's moments like that. I'm like, maybe there's something to it because how is it possible to feel all these good vibes up until entering the jail cell? And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, what just happened? Like frequency shift. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, people come to the space very open, very you know, glass windows and, you know, we have the courtyard. Well lit. Everything, you know. And mind you, this was like such a blank slate. It was all just white walls. Yeah. Uh, And we slowly have, you know, added color. And as you do the tour or you're working in the space, I don't ever really go back there unless I'm doing a tour. And that's normally where I'll end the tour because it's our fun fact. Right, right, right. I will always just stand I don't go into the cell. Right. I stand outside of it. Yeah. And just stay there because I feel, I honestly feel heavy when I walk in there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure maybe the people that were sitting there, I don't know if, you know, what kind of circumstances let them there, but you feel that energy. Yeah. Of either sadness, sorrow, hardship. Yes. It's it's all there. (laughs) And all of us feel it. Yeah. Like it doesn't even matter if you're not into woo-woo stuff. Like we all, what do you think that means though in terms of, in terms of energy? Like what does it mean? Like does it mean we couldn't mold energy? Does it mean if we're like living in a place where chaos happened, we should move? Does it mean like, what does it mean? Like how do we take that? learning yeah and apply it to the other areas of our life what does it mean um (laughs) I mean I think for myself I'm not like super spiritual person but I do believe in feelings right yeah so we in my family we do sage the house yeah um we'll have different crystals that have to be placed in certain parts of the house I think I honestly say we will sage twice two times a year 
Yeah. Just to feel clean. Your energy. own house. My yeah. own house. Yeah. Just clean out yeah. the energy. Um, get good vibes coming totally. to you. And I think, again, it goes back to my husband. Putting out in the world. Yeah. What you want to get back from mm. the world. <laughs> so if you want good vibes, you send out good vibes, you know? Mm. Uh, if you say, let's have a good day, you're going to try your best to have a good day. Yeah. So whatever you put out in the world, yeah. you're going to get back from the world yeah. and from people you meet. So if I meet you and I'm always super upset, I'm always going to get that vibe. Yeah. You're going to get that and be yeah. like, okay, this person, I don't know how to deal with them. Or right, right. I Maybe I shouldn't be like uberly friendly yeah. or yeah. just kind of... Hi, bye. Yeah. Be a bomb. But I think what you want and you want to get back yeah. is what you should put out. Yeah, I agree. It's interesting that you just brought that up because I was like, I wonder if they've ever saged the cell. <laughs> I've taught, I, I have like honestly said that we should, but I don't know. When, I don't At know. the same time, it creates an experience. Yeah. I almost feel like you shouldn't sage it. Yeah. Because then, I mean, it would take away from from like, the what learning, it, yeah, from what it was and how it got repurposed, right? Cause yeah, like you have what used to be the courthouse, what used to what is the cell, yeah, and you come into our space and you get this openness, yeah, and you want to work out of here, and people always leave and be like, "Oh my god, your office is amazing!" Like, I can't believe you work here, yeah. But I think also just repurposing a building yeah and you we could have easily changed that right yeah but we left it intact i think also shows the history of the building and the people that come in it's like our talking point yeah and people will be like oh my god i can't believe there's a holding cell <laughs> yeah but i think it's just it's weird because people will say oh is this where whoever's not paying attention comes you know like as a joke and it's like well we were trying to make it cozy, but I don't know if you could ever make that cozy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or ever can just come and sit there and either of you need time for yourself or meditate. I don't know if that's the space to do it. Yeah. But David has like a good quote about how it was like repurposed and people were here that either hardship in life. Yeah. But now you're coming in and it's a repurposed building for the life sciences, which is initially helping either going to be digital health or yeah. somehow eventually helping people yeah. in in the health industry. So it's just kind of like that cycle of either being in a cell to being free, I think it works well in this space, which is weird. It's so weird. <laughs> Karina, thank you so much for hanging out with the Women in Tech podcast. If you want to connect and collaborate with more extraordinary women across the world, remember go to womenintechvip.com. That's womenintechvip.com. Say hello on social at Women in Tech Show on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you, talk to you all the things in the next episode. Bye. Thank you for having me. Hi, I'm Karina Montes. I work at Bioscience LA. I am the operations coordinator here, and we are a collaboration hub in the life sciences. We have workspace, memberships, and we also host events in the ecosystem based in Culver City, California. And you're listening to Women in Tech. 
The Women in Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. And music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The Women in Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.